Hi, my name is Dawn Smith-Theodore. I'm a marriage and family therapist who specializes in the treatment of eating disorders. I'm a former professional dancer, also a former dance studio owner in Los Angeles. I am recovered from anorexia, and I'm also the author of a book called Too Too Thin, A Guide to Dancing Without an Eating Disorder. The Too Too Thin podcast will explore the complex relationship between dancers, athletes, their body image, and the prevention of eating disorders. As always, you can reach me through my website at dawntheodore.com. I hope you enjoy the podcast. Welcome to the Too Too Thin Podcast. My name is Dawn Smith-Theodore, and I am so happy today to welcome to the show uh, Charlotte Simons, who I've known a long, long time, and uh, I'm so pleased she's here. I'm going to let her tell you a little bit about who she is and how she got to where she is and what she does today, because it's pretty exciting. So, Charlotte, I'm going to hand it over to you, and you tell us a little bit about you. Thank you, Dawn, and welcome, everybody. Um, Again, my name is Charlotte, and I'm so honored to be here with Dawn. Um, Dawn's been an inspiration to me for many years. Dawn and I coincidentally grew up together, and her mother was my first dancing teacher. So there's a lot of history here and a lot of knowledge that um, we are looking forward to sharing with you. So um, right now, I, I come from a background of I started in cheerleading, uh, junior high, high school, eventually college, and into NFL. And cheerleading, as as I know it today, has been my life, and it has been the structure of who I am and, and what my relationships are, everything, because I've made those choices. So I'm excited to share some of those journeys with you. And um, happy to let you know how I got here. But um, exactly today, I am sitting here. I'm the director of uh, Bengals Cheerleading, um, which has been an amazing journey. I cheerleaded or danced in two Super Bowls and stood on the sidelines uh, in February at our Super Bowl that our team played. So uh, it's it's dancing and and any anything that moving your body and and getting acclimated with the group I think is just an, an an enormous experience as I tell many of the dancers in my room on our initial um uh walkthrough day I always say same thing year after year and I'm 28 seasons in I say look around because you don't know everybody in this room but one day one or two or someone in this room is going to be your maid of honor or in your wedding, not promoting getting married, not promoting a wedding. However, it's going to naturally happen. So anyway, dancing creates a lot of bonds. And I know many of you have already experienced it. And let's, um, you know, continue the journey. Thank you so much. And I'm so proud of how far you've come and the, the, what you do for the NFL and what you do for the cheerleaders. So I want to talk a little bit about why you think being on this podcast, because this podcast is about, you know, how to be a healthy dancer or athlete in mind, body, and spirit. So I want to know kind of from your perspective, what you feel like you can add to that from, from what you do. 
Yeah, super passionate about the subject, Dawn, and a perfect fit for me to have this discussion with you because over the evolution over time between when I was cheerleading and, and eventually dancing to where we stand today, which again, a good 28 plus years later, it has changed. The industry has changed. And now the beautiful aspect of dancing is you can have it all. You can fuel your body. And, and we want we want healthy dancers. We don't want people who are starving themselves or trying to be too thin because that's not reality. The mannequins at the mall are not the reality. What is the reality? The reality is your athleticism. If you're a ballerina, if you're a dancer, if you're a cheerleader, if you're any type of person in a collective group um, um, team of any sort or an individual just solely dancing, you know, it's so important to show showcase your craft, but to do it, if you're not fueling your body properly, or if you're depleting your body of, of, of its, its fuel or nutrition, you're depleting your mind, you're depleting your soul. Therefore, when you start to perform, it will show. And so the, the NFL, we we've changed the directors in the league have changed drastically. Knowledge is, is, is huge. See back in the day when I was dancing and cheering, we didn't have technology like we have it now. We didn't have the internet. We didn't know um, healthy eating. We didn't understand it. You know, there wasn't enough information about it. You know, we didn't know that fried chicken, you know, we thought white meat chicken was good, but we didn't know fried chicken eventually was not a good thing. So, you know, it, it, it's knowledge is key. And now with the food choices, with, with, with the um, information, I think it allows for a dancer to be extremely healthy and constantly eating and enjoying life. We, you, you don't want to have a bad relationship with food because you're trying to perform. Um, I, I, one of the other points that I, I'm passionate about too, and we have people on the team that we work with, and I bring in a lot of people as well, but planning planning your nutrition is the success and the key to your nutrition. Um, you know, planning your meals or, you know, planning in advance or cooking in advance or having meals delivered in advance so that, you know, so, you know, last night we come home from a long practice. It's 1030 at night. It's 11. And you're going to want to reach for the easiest thing that you can get your hands on unless you have meal prepped and planned. And I think that's the key that, you know, once you have gotten yourself on a good system, then go out and have the birthday cake, you know, you know, enjoy the ice cream cone. You deserve it. You, you work it. You, you don't have that worry. Our captain in particular, I've watched her change over the last five years, incredibly fit, very small. A, a, a petite size, you know, not tall or anything, but watching her on her own make these choices and she'll come, she'll come to practice with her Starbucks muffin because she knows what she knows that she, she eats healthy most 90 some percent of the time. 
And so when she's getting ready to practice, she needs her carbs. She needs this. She needs that. She brings a bag of pancakes in the mornings to the game because she knows her body and she knows how to fuel it. That's what I want to implore to our people. Now, the newbies, the, the rookies on the team is I'm working very hard to try to give them the education from professionals you know, on how they can have a healthy lifestyle and love their body and love to dance and not feel like they can't go to dinner with their friends. It's all about relationships. You talked about the birthday cake. And to me, it's about don't, it's about the relationship with the person and not the food. And, you know, I don't like to think of food as good and bad, but, you know, it's like fuel your body with good food. But if somebody's having a birthday, go have a piece of birthday cake or, you know, go out and have fun with friends. It's so important. Um, I am curious as to how do you feel uh, it's changed since you started cheering? Like not just about food and, but the whole idea of being an NFL cheerleader, how has it changed since you started? Oh, I think it's drastically changed. I I believe back in the day when I came on board, when I looked at all these other big teams around the country, and we've always been a small media marketing team, but when I would look at these other teams on the coast and, you know, they were voluptuous and and, you know, it, it, they looked the glamorous role and they were groomed. It appeared they were groomed to, to look like an NFL cheerleader. And that has drastically changed again, because as I was telling John before we started recording, what's great now and where I feel at least we've evolved in a, in a positive way here in Cincinnati. And I, I think a lot of the other teams are the same way. We don't care. We don't care if you have long blonde hair with extensions or if you have a short, dark brunette pixie cut or if you have red hair. Whereas in we would I I can't even say in the past, even currently, I would I had somebody recently say, Charlotte, for me to make the field, um, should I add extensions to my hair like everybody else? I said, absolutely not. You do you, you know, what do you feel beautiful in? I don't want everybody to look, you know, you want diversity. You, you want everybody to feel the best version of themselves, because if you feel pretty, if if you wear pink because you love pink and feel pretty in pink, you're going to exude positive energy. But if you are forced or feel forced to be a version of something that isn't really you, you're not going to perform the best version of yourself. So it's really important to me. And I feel like the league in the last 28 years has dramatically changed to where, no, no, if you want, if you want to have um, red, purplish hair, let's go for it. How, how, how do we, how as coaches, can we help enhance how you feel about yourself? with what you have, make the best of what you have. And like I said, you know, I think now it is more athleticism in the NFL. Again, not the same, you know, stick, you know, small or big breasts, small body, big breasts, you know, it's, it's, 
not that, you know, we, I don't want that. We want everybody to, you know, if I've had girls over the years say, I was thinking about getting a breast augmentation. What do you think? I go, Oh no, (laughs) whatever you want to do. I I don't want to, what, what feels good for you? You know, it's not my perception. Who am I? You know, it, it, beauty is in the eye of the beholder. So I feel Dawn to your question. That's, that's been a, big change, I believe. Um, and I will say, I mean, this is why you initially asked me a minute ago um, about coming on here and how I align with Too Too Thin, but it's because, you know, so passionate about bringing out the best dancer and making sure everybody is for whatever dancing they're choosing, whether you're on a Broadway show, you know, whether you're in our case on a football field, Fitness is important because it's hot. August games are brutal and the best of the best can go down just like that on the field because the field is about 10 degrees warmer than what it is in the stands. So, you know, that's a huge focus. And while we offer gym memberships to the team, you know, as, as one of our lead trainers will say, you know, they'll say, well, I'm trying to work on my, I work on myself. I go to the gym every day, sometimes twice a day. The lead trainer will say, I don't want to see you in here every day. I don't want to see you in here twice a day. It's your nutrition. I want to know that you're on it five days a week, not, not, you know, in, in, in the gym. So I think as, as the industry has progressed as, as dancers and creative arts people, I believe the direction has gone, Dawn. I really do believe it is gone going in a more positive way, not a, you know, body image way or judgmental way. Well, and I liked what you said, because you said, we don't care what somebody weighs. We care who they are and what they bring to the team. Um, The thing I've always been impressed with, with, you know, when I've judged your auditions is that you're, your um, applicants are there's there's just so well-rounded and um, I guess I'm curious as to what you are looking for if there's somebody out there that wants to be a cheerleader what do you think you're looking for er, not just the Bengals but any NFL cheerleader we're looking for the complete package and what does that complete package look like um, who is who can we work with that can be field ready um, for the games for and, and up for the task? Um, we're looking, obviously, number one, skill sets is important. You know, they have go-go white boots on and we still expect them to do a double turn and pull up. And, you know, th- that's part of the job. Um, however, uh, skill sets dancing is a given for the job interview that you're going for. But um, or for the job description you're going for. Secondly, interview. We do work with um, the ladies. Interviewing is important. You know, we we let go people because of the Zoom interviews during COVID. You know, people, you know, with their boyfriends in the background or fixing dinner and talking on an interview. It's like, wow. You know, this is a job. You're representing the club. You're representing the community. So that's a huge part of it. Who 
can we trust that can go out and shake hands, get down on their knees and talk to a young little girl or little boy on their level? So that's important, you know, who they are as a person. And we take about a six to seven or so week period to, to go through application, to go through everybody and work with everyone. By the time they get to the auditions that um, Don has so kindly judged uh, quite a few in the past few years, you know, they're seeing the cream of the crop. They're not seeing what behind the scenes, you know, we just feel like by the time they get to the finals, you know, we've already audited or vetted um, them because we've already had a few cuts. We've already, you know, got their skill set scores. We already have the interview scores. So that's it, a complete package, dance, skill sets, um, you know, personality, uh, interview, and how we feel they would relate in a team fiber or woven into a team fabric. It's to us, we call it team, not me. Um, You're a team. You're not a single soloist. Um, You're not on your own. Uh, we've had some of the most incredible dancers who've graduated from some prestigious schools come out and um, audition. So, so talented, better than probably all of the gals dancing. But can they, does their style fit into, once again, the fabric of an NFL cheerleader? You know, so you have to understand the role. you know, that you're auditioning for, you know, make sure that you curtail your style to fit that mold. If that's the position you're trying to be hired to do. Is there, um, anything that you, um, try to do for yourself as a, as a coach, you know, like to keep yourself in the best person, you know, all round person that you can be, because it's a hard job. Absolutely, John. I'm obviously way, way, way too old to be a cheerleader, but I still follow and I still go by the expectations of what, of what I expect from the team. And that is, is fitness is huge to me. And I've worked really hard to um, continue to fuel from a nutrition point of view. And um, I still, I I live what I preach. Um, Do I still have obstacles and challenges? Absolutely, you know, absolutely. Which is why I think I can relate to the women as well. Um, I like Dawn, I'm extremely active and, you know, I like surrounding myself with youth um, and, and being a part of a lot of different relationships. And I believe cheerleading and dance, that's the good part that that I feel I've come out of is, is just having those relationships and being able to walk the walk, <laughs> walk the talk, um, you know, once again, just to try to lead as a good example. Um, is everybody like that? Are all coaches like that? Absolutely not. Everybody's got different challenges, different um, modes of operation and so forth. But to me, 
I have never wavered um, from feeling that my nutrition, my physique at this age, my leadership is important as well. Yeah, you're a role model for <laughs> for young for young cheerleaders. So I I'm I, I I'm going to ask you two more questions. One is I want you to tell us what it was like to be on the sidelines for the Super Bowl this year. The highest, it reminded me of the last game I cheered Super Bowl, the highest of high and the lowest within 30 seconds that just was like, you know, a big balloon and then the balloon popped and you just, you know, um, the ride home back to the hotel was just, just, just energy just went like, boom. However, the journey getting there was incredible. Uh, never ever a year ago would have ever uh, dreamed that we would be in that position. Um, the sideline in LA at the stadium, which Don, you've probably been to, it's a fabulous new stadium. And it was just an out of body experience, you might say. They have all these um, lower level seats, field level. And it's kind of awkward because we're walking along, you know, we're walking on the field. And so they're eye level to our backside. And, you know, we're standing there and there's the rock, you know, we're taking pictures. There's all this action going on. And behind us are all these movie stars and, you know, trying to act cool, like not gawk and stare at them and turn around and go, oh, my God, there's Justin Bieber, you know, or, oh, my God, there's Emmett Smith. Well, the game went on and then I felt it was my job, which it isn't. They cho- they ch- choose those million dollar suites, and, you know, knowing what what's in front of them. But a few times I felt the need to get down on my knees, you know, because I'm like, they can't see it. And of course, at the end of the game, it got very crazy real quickly. And finally, I couldn't hold it in any longer. And I turned around. Emmett Smith is sitting behind me. I go, Emmett, what are we going to do? <laughs> you had to be there. If you know football and you know who Emmett Smith is, you know, it, it, it was just like a whole game acting like nobody existed back there. Michael Strand. You know, all these people acting like they're not there. And at the end of the game, I wanted them to hug me, touch. I, I just wanted to say, what are we going to do? But it was it was an, it was a great, great experience. It, it was it was so, something else. It was the same letdown. My very last game, I cheered in 89 when, you know, we're on the sideline playing San Francisco. We're about to win the game a minute, 20 seconds. And here comes a big pass to John Taylor. And it was like. What just happened? Well, it repeated its history, repeated itself uh, February 13th. It was the same. So third time we thought was going to be a charm, but it wasn't. But nevertheless, again, as a performer um, and and the show must go on. You you all are performers out there and um, you can relate. But we stood I've stood many, many, many years on the sidelines looking at the clock, waiting for the clock to go down so the time would go faster because we were getting so beat, but beaten. But at the end of the day, as I tell the dancers, you're a performer. Win or lose, you're there to perform. And it's important that you maintain your performance level. 
So I used to say, it doesn't matter if we win or lose. Well, after the Super Bowl experience this February, yeah, it does matter. <laughs> it does matter. Winning but, is a lot more fun. <laughs> yeah. But Cincinnati's done really good. So oh, it was something else. Who would have thought? I went to a lot of away games this year um, just by choice, not because the cheerleaders do not travel to away games, but we went to Chicago. It was their opening day last September, and we lost by three or so points. And then, you know, the year was just kind of uh, up and down, up and down. And then all of a sudden, the last five or six games, like, what's happening? What's going on here? So it, it was a journey that I think I'll take to my grave of being the most exciting journey of my life. Tell me about a typical day. Like, how often do the cheerleaders practice? How many days a week, like when you start the season? Um, the gals practice typically, typically just two nights a week, Tuesday, Thursday, um, three hours or six hours total. However, this year, um, and, and in, in some of the past years, let me let me back up. Uh, four weeks on Wednesdays leading up to preseason. We just completed the fourth one this week. We have an extra practice on Wednesday. So they had three practices for a total of four weeks. Uh, then in June, three Saturdays in June, we had boot camp practices, which were a little unusual. We used to do them just for rookies. But this year, once again, we were late with auditions. We needed we, we had the vets there as well. So after you take away the Wednesdays and Saturdays, um, now the season will be typical Tuesday, Thursday, Tuesday, Thursday. Now, that's a typical evening, 6.30 to 9.30. However, I marketing department uh, throws me a lot of marketing appearances, which the gals get paid really well to do. Um, it could be golf tournaments for charity. It could be one of their activated um, partners. Uh, it could be the, one of the medical companies at a golf tournament. Um, Tomorrow, we have a huge event at the stadium. It will have about 30,000 people, and I have 15 gals hired, you know, to meet the fans, and it's it's a fan day experience. So um, that's another aspect as well, because once again, if you remember what, as Dawn asked me a few minutes ago, what are you looking for in a cheerleader? I'm looking for also somebody more than 10, cheering 10 games a year. You guys, big deal, right? You know, that's four hours, 10 games, that's 40 hours of dance. But that's just a very small piece. The biggest part of our puzzle are doing the appearances and we have quite a bit of them. They have quite, they, there are quite a few appearances that are booked. So that's, that's a super cool thing. And it gives the cheerleaders a different aspect of being able to go out and meet and greet, shake hands and understand the fan base because our fans are our, our, the fans are our fuel as well. You know, without fans, you have nothing. Fans and food equal fuel. It's what I just started to say. I was getting tongue tied. Absolutely. Okay. So I have one question for you. Tell us a fun fact about you that nobody knows. Oh, Dawn, if nobody knows, it's probably something not good. <laughs> oh, 
I got a lot of little goofy things. I mean, I, I one thing is I am passionate about pickleball. I play a lot of pickleball. And um, we just moved to a new space, a new place on the river. And, and uh, the most fabulous courts in the city are walking distance. I'm in a league. Um, and I'm not great. I'm sufficient. Uh, I'm not, you know, I'm okay, but I'm competitive. And I tend to, if I miss a shot, I've got a quirky little turn, not quite a parallel, but <laughs> a turn that they're like, oh, you look like a ballerina. Many of these people, you don't, they don't know me. And they, a lot of them know what I do, but at the end of the day, just you can't take the dancer out of the girl. You know, it's just like, okay. That's pretty cheesy, but it was just my normal way of, of how I react to a lot of things with pointed toes or, or you name it, you know, it, it's just hard. Um, but pickleball is a big thing. It's not something people don't know about me because people do know about that about me, but I didn't, um, I don't, <laughs> that's one of the good things. Um, one of the quirky things, I drink beer out of a wine glass. That's uh, everyone who knows me. Well, you know, a bar, uh, you know, when my husband and I are out, will bring me my wine glass and put Estella in it. That's kind of quirky and weird. Uh, and one of the things that each team tries to trick me into, those at one of our going out events or whatever, they'll go, Hey, Char, I hear you still do the splits. <laughs> well, no, not in public. I don't do the splits, but it's kind of funny because that's a big thing. The girls will say, Char, do the splits. <laughs> so obviously not in public. At practice or in the locker room, I'll go, I'll, I'll make sure there are no cameras out. I'm like, eh. I'm like oh, do it again. Nope, you missed it. <laughs> that's very funny. Well, I want to thank you so much. It, I think, you know, what you had to say is so important to young dancers, young cheerleaders, people who want to be an NFL cheerleader. And um, I'm so appreciative of my relationship with you. And I just want to thank you for being on the show. You've oh, been a great asset. Well, absolutely, Dawn. And um, again, if I can be of any benefit to any of your listeners, uh, you're always welcome to give them my contact information. Um, I'm willing to help if there are dancers out there who are who possibly are interested in NFL cheerleading in a different city. There's a pretty good chance I know most, pretty close with most of the directors around the league. Um, so I'm here as a resource. And all I can say is no matter what kind of art of dance you're doing, if, if, if you're, whether it's cheerleading, dancing, it, it doesn't matter whether you're a, a ballerina, you know, a tap dancer, you know, you, you continue to dance because the older you get, I promise you, your dancing will be with you forever and you will always excel and anything you do, because dancers have more coordination than anybody I know. That's so true. <laughs> so 
Thank you so much, Charlotte. I really All appreciate right. everything. And thank you to everybody for listening to Too Too Thin. If you need to reach me, you can reach me through my website at dontheodore.com or tututhin.com. Thank you so much. And I look forward to the next show. Okay. Bye-bye.